Welcome to the weekly Unpacking It Facebook Live podcast, where we unpack the very latest in sports, faith, and life. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, from his mouth to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It live podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson. We are back after a couple weeks off. My wife and I had another baby girl. Can't wait to share all about that big news. Football is here. Preseason wrapping up. The NFL regular season around the corner. College football getting going. Fantasy football is here. Fantasy football fellowship. We've got our auction draft tonight. We've got our other leagues drafting uh, next week. And and so, so much going on uh, here at Unpacking It and Fantasy Football Fellowship and in the Johnson household. And I am joined today by Luke Heaton. He's got a lot going on as he starts another semester in seminary. And Henry is with us as well, fresh off a cruise. So we are here for the next hour. This is a new time slot for us, two in the afternoon. That's right. You've worked hard in the morning. You've had your lunch break. About two o'clock, you're you're kind of saying, "All right, let me let me see what's going on." All right, we'll 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 be with you for for the next hour. Still still get your work done. Still got to work hard, but yeah, put us in the background. And uh, always appreciate when you interact with us on on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, wherever you find this show, we appreciate it. And those of you that listen later, uh, we love our podcast listeners as well. And, and so this is a community of sports fans following Jesus. And so we unpack sports, faith, and life with you each Monday starting now at 2 p.m. Uh, next week we'll be off for Labor Day. But, but other than that, once the uh, football season gets going, we'll be here on Mondays to recap uh, each week. So fired up about it. Uh, in just a little bit, we will do what we're convinced of. We will also do tap drill, uh, a bunch of NFL topics today. Uh, I watched a lot of preseason, so I'm, I'm going to tell you about that. Uh, before we jump in, let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options. Healthmarketgenius.com. Support them as they support us. Today's Unpack This topic will be about Tough conversations involving right now in the NFL, the cuts. When coaches say, hey, I need you to come into my office, and they tell a player, I I need your playbook. You're done. And so we're going to talk about what that looks like in our own lives and and how we can can be encouraged uh, from uh, the Bible today. But let's say hello, good afternoon to Luke Heaton. Luke, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh my gosh, I am so excited to be back. Oh, it feels like it's been so long. It's been <laughs> two weeks, three weeks. Because uh, right. we, we text, we've been texting about things that are going on in the sports world, things are going on in our lives, but yet we can't come in here and talk about it the past few weeks. I've been just itching to just communicate on the stream. So very excited and super pumped to hear about the successful birth of your second daughter jody's doing great you guys are embracing the chaos of daughter number two but very excited about that 
Oh, man. No, I appreciate it. And so we'll, we'll start there as that's the, the big news on, on my end. And so if I'm a, a little crazy, a little scattered today, you know why? I've, I've gone from one to two kids, which I feel like some people actually downplayed this. And I don't think I was warned fully <laughs> just how wild it is, especially the, the first couple of weeks. It's a it's a major adjustment. It is a game changer. Uh, so we are learning by the minute, just trying to get here to the studio today was quite the adventure, uh, but I'm thankful <laughs> to, uh, to be here. But, but yeah, going back, I mean, that, praise God, it was a wonderful uh, delivery. Now, I, you know, I, was, I didn't actually have to push, but guess what? <laughs> I delivered Michaela Jean. Yeah, you did. That's right. Come on. So, so this is what happened with, with Maddie, our first daughter. I, I held Jody's leg. And mm. <laughs> the, the rumor that ended up spreading was, wow, this dad really can handle, you know, the, the moments in the delivery room. This oh, yeah. guy's ready for the next level. And so <laughs> for the last two years, I've been preparing. I have been mentally, uh, you know, getting in shape and, and physically in shape to be able for this number two daughter to be able to deliver. That's right. I pulled Michaela Jean out wow. into the world. Wow. And it was special, man. It was awesome. I, uh, it was so funny because moments before the, 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 the doctor kind of throws it out there. Like, Hey, is this, uh, are you, are you ready to, to have this baby? And I go, yeah. She's like, Oh, do you want to pull her out? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, well, why not? Let's, let's go for it. <laughs> so I went for it. Legend. Said, let's, let's do it. And, and so <laughs> they were like, all right. So it, it happened so fast. And, and basically the, the other, the nurse had to come in and she's monkeying around trying to find me a gown. They're like, wasn't a gown ready. They're like, we gotta, mm. we gotta get this guy ready. We gotta get him gloves. What size gloves do you have? What, what, what do you need? What do you need? And so, uh, so there I was gloved up. I had the, the gown on and, and poor Jody, she doesn't know what's happening. She's what, 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 you're the one delivering. Yeah. I'm going to be the one delivering. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, not to she's about it. to deliver and she doesn't know her hero is about to step in that room and he's going to perform. That's right. Come on. That's He's getting right. the job done. Absolutely. So, uh, no, Jody was the hero. She was awesome. <laughs> and, uh, it, yeah, it was a great experience. And, you know, it was funny. This time around, uh, we actually took advantage of kind of the downtime in the hospital, mm -hmm. uh, which sounds kind of crazy. But after Michaela was born and she was healthy and she was, you know, breastfeeding and, and good to go, we were able relax for a couple of days and just enjoy because you know sadly with everything going on with the rona um there weren't as many nurses and so normally a lot of nurses are coming in and in some ways bothering you in a good way but with the first time around it was helpful and but also a bothersome this time around we kind of knew what we were doing to a certain extent um and so there weren't as many nurses coming in but mm -hmm. uh but what ended up happening is there was just more downtime and and then visitors weren't really person in our room and, and so, uh, that allowed us anyway, to, to hang out and, and enjoy that time. And there I was, I was basically ordering room service. Now they provide, <laughs> you know, food for the, the, the mom and the yeah. dad gets like one meal a day. So oh, I, I tough. the other two, two meals, but I had to kind of negotiate and, and kind of look at the menu and figure out, okay, what can we split here? How do we, how do we make this work? Yeah. Uh, so that was, uh, that so was you were tired of the ice chips. The nurses would come in <laughs> a, a, a fresh batch of ice chips and you're like, come on, what are we doing here? Need oh, more than man. ice chips. 
no, oh. yeah, there was like some ice cream in the fridge and stuff, but uh, but no, Jody, Jody was kind enough to share some of her uh, uh, I was gonna say hotel meals, hospital meals with us. It felt like it felt like a little vacation for a moment, <laughs> then we got home, then we got home, vacation was over because then Maddie yeah. was back in the picture. Uh, yeah. she's awesome, we had a wonderful time these last couple of weeks hanging out with her. Uh, but it is wild, it is wild with two. Uh, Maddie still doesn't understand fully what gentle means. <laughs> so, mm gentle maddie gentle with michaela you can't just grab her nope not, not gonna happen um so that's been a little little nerve-wracking but uh but anyway praise god it's awesome uh very uh yeah just joyful so much gratitude yeah. and and the cool thing too i've been able to sit hold michaela and watch a lot of football even though it was preseason so, um so she's so already anyway. experienced the man cave she has been down in the man cave come uh, on Maddie spent some time in the man cave. It's absolutely destroyed at the moment. Uh, again, she doesn't know what gentle means. So she's taken my upstate coach, coach Moore bobblehead. Mm. That's been all over the man cave. That's been yeah. a little crazy uh, among other things. So uh, I've got like, I, I mean, I think it'd be very accessible. A lot of it has yeah. to be put up uh, out of reach. So, so anyway, but how are you doing, Luke? It's good to see you, man. Yeah. Uh, semester started. And so starting learning Greek, Greek one. So uh, had a in very deep on that end. Um, what's exciting coming up for me is the first trip, the first non honeymoon trip as a husband. So get married. I go from feeling like I'm 10 years old to then from to like 25 years old immediately so i get married huge step of maturity and now a non-honeymoon little weekend getaway with the wife next weekend so very excited about that the plan is to go to broken bow oklahoma so stay on the lake play a little golf the wife just got a set of golf clubs so that we Whoa. that's a new activity for us to do together so uh very excited about that Ah, uh, that's awesome, man. Very cool. Wow, that's big that's big news. I yeah. like it. Yeah. So besides that, summer was good. Summer's over now. Excited for football season. Can't believe it's almost here. I just can't wait. And people may hate that I say this, but I can't wait until I hear Joe Buck's voice. Oh. When I hear all the people, that's what you want. That's what you want. For huh? some reason, because they get so many Cowboys games, the Buck and Troy Aikman duo. Their voices are just synonymous with happiness come <laughs> beginning of fall. Like when I hear their voices, I think, oh my gosh, football season is here. And so I, I can't wait to, and then to hear the, the little jingles, the Monday night football jingle, the Sunday night football <laughs> jingle. Oh, it's just, they're Let's just go. incredible. Some of the greatest little jingles in the world. Oh, they, they fire me up like crazy. It gets us going. All right, let, let's actually start there. We'll start with I'm convinced, and if, if you're listening now, let us know what you're convinced of, anything from the last couple of weeks heading into the football season. What are you convinced of? Uh, we want to hear from you. But but you mentioned the announcers, and, and I was thinking about it with college game day. It's back. And so to me, college game day really kicks off, yeah. you know, of course, college football, and, and all right, we're, we're back. And the fact that Lee Corso is with us again, Unbelievable year of Lee Corso, <laughs> the legend. And I'm convinced 
that the old classic historic legendary personalities in sports broadcasting should ride it out as long as they can hmm. they are welcome until the the very end and and once they once it becomes too embarrassing for them uh then it's time then it's time to to call it quits and and once you i think it, it's also a little different when it comes to the play-by-play guy and then like uh you know an, an analyst or on a on a pregame show where you can get them in and out well, you know it's like hey here's two minutes be prepared you're good yeah and 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 so like marv albert it was finally time for him to go he's, he started kind of forgetting some of the names and was getting a little confused still sounded great yes but then we had to move <laughs> on and and so but when it comes to lee corso terry bradshaw terry Jimmy johnson let's keep these guys going you know um uh, when I think about in the NBA, Hubie Brown, I still love listening to a game with Hubie Brown. He's still sharp. He's still yeah. got it. Hub- Hubie Brown's longevity is actually unbelievable because he can still think the game. So oh, yeah. I, I want to comment on what you're saying. I agree. Ride them out because their voices are iconic. Like 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 Vern they Lundquist. Represent. Yes, like Vern Lundquist. When you hear his voice, it's absolutely iconic. But to your point, they need to become role players. Let's sub them in, play their mm-hmm. role, but then get them out before they just embarrass themselves. Yeah. Like Vern Lundquist at the Masters this past year, I mean, we're, we're teetering the borderline here because they would yeah. bring him in. But he's he retired. Would, he like just comes for the. He only does the Masters, I think. Yeah, because they would bring him in for just an electric like five second call, and it'd be oh my goodness, and and then they'd pull him out, and you wouldn't hear him for thirty minutes. So, like, ah, okay, I see that. I love the voice, but we got to prevent embarrassment because they're getting up there. They're really getting up there. Yeah. So, a couple of, you know, Dick Stockton, he's, I think he's done. He was kind of pushing it toward the end. Um, and then even going outside of sports, Dick Clark, when he was doing the, the mm. countdown, that started yeah. to get tough toward the end. Yeah. But, but it was nice to have, it was a part of New Year's <laughs> Eve. Like, it was hard to not have New Year's Eve without Dick, Sto- uh, Dick uh, Clark. So, uh, that was an interesting one toward the end, though. And then Dickie V, Dick Vitale. I still love him on games. So I'm still in on Dick Vitale. Yeah. And then I still miss John Madden. I feel like we got to find spots for John Madden. We need to give him a little minute here or there. It's not, this, it's not the football season without John Madden. So the fact that he's still alive, I'd like to hear from him every yeah. once in a while. I missed out on John Madden. My only experience with him is just playing Madden and hearing his voiceovers in the football games. But I <laughs> I don't remember growing up and I don't remember listening to him on broadcast. I probably would have been too young, but uh, yeah, he was, he was always, he was always awesome. But yeah. Um, so anyway, that's what I'm convinced of Luke. Why don't you jump in? What are you convinced of today? So I'm going to take it the golf route. Yesterday was watching the BMW championship in the FedEx cup playoffs and Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Cantlay had like a six hole playoff. It was unbelievable. One, their final score in regulation was 27 under par, which, which, is, which is just crazy. So, But I'm convinced that Patrick Cantlay's putting performance is the best that I've ever seen live. No, I heard that. I was watching the highlights, and I was like, it was what? So he set a record. He, he set a record for strokes gained putting, uh, plus 14.6 in regulation. It's the single highest since the PGA Tour started tracking the stat in 2004. So he was gaining 14.6 strokes on 
every other on the field with his putting, but his clutch putting down the stretch. He had a huge bogey save in the last like three holes, a huge bogey save, a huge par save and a huge birdie all from like six to 15 feet. Like these weren't gimmies. He's pouring these putts in. And then on the playoff holes, DeChambeau had multiple chances to win, but Cantlay kept sinking clutch putt after clutch putt and then finally drained what looked like a 20 to 24 footer on the on the last hole and then Bryson Bryson just couldn't keep up. Cantlay's putting was unbelievable. So I I'm convinced it's the best I've ever seen live watching a tournament. It it was crazy. It was uh I I was at the pool hanging out and I came back to the to the text message and oh man, are you watching this and and so I turned it on and it just to me the storyline is you know, Bryson DeChambeau just can't. He just he struggles to finish a lot of times. He just he, and you can see it on his face. Oh. He gets so distraught and he just can't keep his composure well enough down the stretch. And so yeah. it's just hard to believe that he's ever going to be like a big time winner. And you he's know, getting he can win. Yeah. He can win. Yeah. But but to be a big time winner, I just I'm not sure that he's got what it takes to do it. Well, and he's kind of in a hole right now. He he's. He's borderline getting bullied by fans outside the ropes out there, calling him Brooks, <laughs> like cheering against him. He hit it in the water. People were cheering that he hit it in the water, and he he he, ended up, he like snapped at a fan. But like poor guy, like he's so good. We're not able. To, we're not. Most people aren't able to appreciate his talent because the focus is on the antics, and that's just unfortunate. But yeah, like he's down the stretch. People are rooting against him. People are antagonizing him, which is so interesting. We've never really seen that. Oh, I know. Yeah, we've never seen that. Like, yeah, people in golf, usually you just clap for great shots historically. But outside of, like, the Ryder Cup, yeah, your American fans are cheering against uh, European players. But in just a PGA Tour event, historically, I I don't remember we seeing actively cheering against someone in, in making fun of them outside the ropes because you can't hide it as a player. You hear everything. You're right there next to the fan, the fans. So it's very, it's a very weird dynamic. It's, it's wild, man. It really is. Um, And so, and then of course him and Brooks are going to try to get along. So we'll see how that, that turns out for the Ryder cup. But yeah. um, yeah. All right. Let's jump into unpack this. And as long as we're still, uh, I guess we've had some technical issues, but hopefully we're, uh, we're rolling today. We're back. We're rusty. Um, my internet, it's always something, but, um, all right, let, let's jump in though, to, to unpack this, where we take up, you know, sports topic related to the Bible, related to our own lives. And on Tuesday by 4 PM Eastern teams in the NFL have to go from about 80 players down to the 53 man roster that they will you know head into the season with. And of course, from there, they can make more changes and all that, but this is the big, you go from training camp preseason down to the active, you know, kind of week one roster. And this is such a fascinating process to me and all the dynamics that go into it. And, and Hard Knocks has revealed, you know, some of this to us as fans over the years in regards to the tough quest or the tough conversations that have to take place between a coach, you know, GM, whoever ends up doing it, uh, and, and the players to say, you didn't make it. You, you, you've been cut. And as someone who was cut from his middle school uh, football team, I, I, I've had the conversation. It was brutal. I still remember it. 
You walk in, the coach goes, yeah, you're out. Okay, thanks. Um, and so then you cry in the, you know, in the parking lot. Not much home. explanation there. Yeah, I can't remember what he said. I just, I just remember, yeah, you didn't make it. You're out. Um, and so this is what these, you know, players are, are having to, to, to deal with. And, and I just, I feel for the coaches in, in one regard, because especially when it comes to veteran players that have been there for a number of years and you get toward the end, kind of like what we were talking about with announcers where you say, Hey, sorry, you just don't have it anymore. Um, and you have to tell a guy that you really like, that's been a part of the franchise that, Hey man, we can't afford you anymore. You're not living up to your contract. We, you know, we don't need you. We're going a different direction. We like the younger players. We drafted your replacement and we're moving on. And, and I just think about how you know, difficult that is to you know, let somebody down and, and how difficult it is even for the, the coach or the GM to, to, to know that this is the right answer. Oh, yeah, this is the guy that we need to, to let go. And, and there, even up to the last moment, there could be some second guessing, wondering, okay, wait, is this ah, – do we really want to let this guy go? What if another team snags him? Um, and so these difficult conversations – happen in the NFL, and they're, gonna, they're happening right now for the next you know, 24 hours or so. And so in our own lives, we also have tough conversations, sometimes at work, sometimes at home, and you know, with friends. You know, they're just difficult conversations. Sometimes it's letting someone know about really sad news, the difficult conversation about you know, sickness or death or something like that where you have to let, hey, this is the reality. Um, other times, it's if you're in a position of authority, letting someone go. And so you can relate to it uh, in that regard. But there are three things when it comes to a, a spiritual standpoint. And, and, and when we look to the Bible, conversations that I think are uh, very important for us to have, and in many ways commanded for us to have. And the first one is our need to confess to one another, hmm. to confess the sin in our own lives to one another, and to come clean to people and to let people know this is what I've done, this is what I'm I'm doing, this is what I'm struggling with, and and letting someone know that. And, and especially if you've hurt someone and you've wronged someone, having the tough conversation and admitting that hmm. and, and get you know and, and working through that. Um, the other conversation is when you know someone else is in sin and they are a believer. And they've said, hey, I want to I follow Jesus, yet you see something in their life that doesn't line up. And it's a tough conversation to come alongside them in truth and love and grace and to mm-hmm. say, hey, listen, I, I see it. I know what's going on. And, and so you, you, you have that tough conversation. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is the tough conversation to tell people about Jesus, which yeah. shouldn't be a tough conversation. But unfortunately, we've made it that way because we get you know, worried and insecure and and all that sort of thing. And we don't always have that tough conversation to tell somebody, Hey, listen, you're looking for Jesus. I've found him. I know him. Mm -hmm. I've experienced his grace and his love. And I want you to experience that grace and love as well. And so those are, you know, three kind of conversations that, that we can maybe relate to today that are tough and, and, and looking at it, you know, compared to uh, what a coach and, and player has during uh, this this season, uh, right before the season. Um, and so, Lou, I'll pause there. I'll read some scripture, but uh, why don't you jump in on just your initial thoughts? Yeah. The, when it comes to cutting players, it's a really hard conversation. So recently, listening to the radio, um, 
was uh, listening to an interview with a former GM in the NFL, or uh, he was in the front office, and this guy was saying, yeah, cutting players is really hard, but we owe, we always owed these players honesty. Like, we didn't want to get caught up in, oh, man, we just have to go a different direction. Or, man, I wish we could just have 52 guys just like you. And just confuse them, like, okay, well, then why don't you want me? Or just, like, to praise them, but then don't tell them reasons why we're moving in a different direction. They would be honest with them. Hey, this wasn't good enough. We need to go this way. He really, he said when he his front office has really valued that honesty. And in these three different conversations you're mentioning about confession, evangelism, um, it it takes honesty. Mm. We don't want to just kind of be vague to preserve our own feeling of comfort. But there's some hard conversations that matter because truth matters. And finding the middle ground of truth and grace takes God empowering us to do that and asking God to help us to do that. But yeah, being honest with people really matters. But it is uncomfortable, and it takes it takes a, a commitment to be honest with someone. Absolutely, no. That's a, that's a wonderful uh, perspective on that. Uh, let me read James five sixteen, where it says, "Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed." The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working, and so uh, that's the tough thing: the, the conversation of confessing sins to one another. Um, and then in Galatians six one. It says, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. And so uh, we, we always want to come at it with, with humility, with uh, grace and, and honesty, um, but, but acknowledging the truth. And back to what you're saying, the honesty. Here, here's the reality of what's going on. You're, you're, you're mm-hmm. caught up in this, this transgression, and, and I'm out of love. I want to come alongside you and help you and, and point it out and point you toward Jesus and point you, point you back on the right path. But yeah. We have to have that tough conversation. We have to be willing to do that. Um, and, 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 and then I think the other part of it, too, is oftentimes the biggest you know, obstacle or, or hurdle for us to actually have some of these conversations, the difficult conversations in, in life, we don't know what we're going to say. Mm. We, don't know, we, we, we go over in our head. We're like, ah, what if, what if I say this and they respond this way? And I think the importance for us today is to, we got to pray. We got to ask, we got to ask the Lord to, to show us when to approach someone, what to say, how to say it, how to, how to approach. And, and through his spirit, we are able to do that. He will empower and enable us to say the right thing at the right time, but we have to submit to him. We can't Mm -hmm. do it on our own strength. We can't do it out of pride. We can't do it out of, um, being hasteful or what's yeah. the word? Hate, not hasty. Hate, hasty. Yeah, hasty. Hasty. Um, or like, you know, fly off the handle and, uh-huh. oh, look what you did, or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but but we want to do it, you know, with, with the right tact uh, as well. Um, and then in Matthew 10, it, 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 this, this verse is more about um, uh, dealing with persecution, but, but I think it still kind of speaks to what we can be encouraged by uh, with this, where it says, um, when they deliver you over... Do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. And, mm. and so that ability, we have that, 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 that that's available to us, yep. the spirit to speak through us. Um, and so we got to get out of the way. 
and, and, and allow uh, him to move in us in those tough conversations in life, in those mm-hmm. tough situations. When we don't know what to say. Um, we don't know how to approach it. He, he will show us. Uh, yeah. We ask and, and submit. Yeah, and it, take, it takes a lot of self-awareness. So before we do this, we got to think, okay, where do I fall short? Where do I need growth? It's like for me, it is, it's not, I'm not naturally comfortable in calling someone out. It, it's far easier for me to kind of sit back and, well, I don't know what they'll think. I don't know if I want to upset them. So I kind of sit back. Easier for me to do that. Mm. So self-awareness, okay, God, would you empower me to speak the truth gently in honesty because it matters? Because I'd want someone to do it to me. When I have confessed sin to people and people remind me of what is truthful or people notice something and say, hey, I think uh, this is an area where you can prove and they speak in truth and grace, oh my gosh, I appreciate it every time. So I got to be self-aware. Okay, it matters. Telling the truth, being honest with grace matters. God, would you help grow me in that area? And then evangelism, yeah, it's so easy I think that's just one of the tactics of Satan is to just draw us back from a proclaiming the gospel because it's the last thing it's the last thing Satan wants and he makes us insecure and he uh, thinks we're gonna it makes us think we're gonna be judged and it makes us uh, feel like we don't know we're not good enough to say it so we got to ask God to empower us because it matters and being honest matters with boldness and confidence that's yes. available to us as well that we're, yeah. we find our confidence and our boldness in the lord not mm-hmm. in our own strength not in our own abilities not that we're gonna you know say all the right things but that that confidence and boldness comes from from who's in us yes um, and so that's the the power that that's that's available to us so uh so there you go there's the encouragement for us today what what tough conversation have you been maybe putting off you know waiting to have today's the day today's the day to have that that tough conversation and Sometimes you, you just, you have to have it. You have to have it. Whether mm-hmm. it's certain relationships that are strained, um, you know, tension in, in family dynamics, hit it head on and have the tough conversation. Yep. Then you can move forward. Because to your point about the, the player that hears the honesty from a coach, then he can go work on those things. Yeah. He hears, okay, man, I'm, a, I'm too slow. I'm too, you know, not, I'm not strong enough. All right, I got to hit the weight room. I got to work on my speed. Got to work on my, my catching ability, whatever it is. And yeah, they, they go figure it out, and they're thankful that they they heard the truth. Exactly. Um, but if so, they get cut, and it's just a bunch of vague comments from the front office, they they're just going to keep wandering in the same place. Yep. They don't know how to improve. Yep. You're setting them up for failure if you're not honest. Yeah, and otherwise, so some of our relationships will continue the same way. They'll, they're not going to change unless we you know step up and by the power of the Holy Spirit uh, allow Him to move in both of us in those mm-hmm. in those relationships. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you got to have the you got to have that tough conversation. So yep. there you go. You can unpack that. Uh, let us know your thoughts. You can leave your comments uh, if you're listening on, on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter. And, and we see those comments pop up. So appreciate those of you uh, interacting and uh, always love the emails as well. Bryce at unpacking it dot com. Bryce at unpacking it dot com. All right. Let's talk NFL. And, and one bonus. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that preseason football is better than no football. I mm. I watched so much preseason football. <laughs> if I was if I was rocking Michaela at one in the morning, I'd catch the the Broncos or the Chargers or some West Coast game. The the Rams who don't play any of their players, but I got to see all their <laughs> you know 70, 70 uh, guy on the roster who's about to get cut. I got to see him shine play well. Uh, but but 
preseason football, it just uh, we didn't have it last year. So it lets us know, okay, here's some of the up-and-coming guys, some of the young players. And you know what team has absolutely benefited from preseason? New England. Mac Ooh. Jones is legit. Oh, yeah. So let, let's start there. I, I've been thinking about this a lot. Of the rookie quarterbacks, I'm curious where you stand on this, Luke, and, and those of you listening. Rank them. I think there's five. One to five how you think they're going to perform in year one, who will be the most successful on down to five, and then who will be the most successful after five years, and then at the conclusion of their career. All right? So hmm. I, here's, here's what I think year one. I think that Mac Jones will be number one. I think wow. is going to start him sooner than later, maybe week one. He, he looked, and I was so wrong on him. I was so wrong. So we'll just get that out of the way. I, I yeah. thought, well, I was wrong with him at three. I was listening to, I think it was Dominique Foxworth this morning on ESPN. He, he felt kind of the same way I did. But the fact that he's, he, he, now that he's in New England, he fits in perfectly. He's got yeah. it. it. Cam Cam never really fit. I was shocked when Cam went to New England to begin with. Yeah. As somebody who watched him uh, over the years in Carolina, I, I couldn't believe he went to New England. And so... Hmm. To me, Mac Jones is the fit. So he comes in. It's a pretty good team. They got a bunch of players back. I love Damian Harris, their running back. So yeah. Mac Jones will be the best rookie this year. Then Justin Fields. It seems like Justin Fields, we're going to have to wait a little bit for him. But once he gets in there, he's the real deal. And he may end up being the best. But between those two, I think that one, two. Then I'll put Trevor Lawrence three. I don't buy into Jacksonville. I, I don't think they're good. I don't buy into Urban Meyer. And hmm. so I'm not, I'm not in on that. Um, Trey Lance, probably at, at four, um, even though he's not going to be the starter this year. I think San Francisco is too good, and he's too raw uh, for him to be the starter. But hmm. I like what they did with him. They're, they're still going to use him in different packages, and, and he may even play a drive here or there. Um, so he'll contribute and be a – I like his potential. So we'll get to that in a moment. Um, and then Zach Wilson, the Jets, they're, they're just not good enough. I think he's still probably too raw. He doesn't have enough weapons, even though I like Corey Davis. Um, so – I would put him fifth. And, and Henry mentioned Jordan Love, who was a rookie last year. Sadly, Jordan Love's not the answer. He's not going to last in Green Bay. It's just not going to work out. It's, you can just see it. It's a, it's, it's a gut feeling. The Packers blew it. They know they blew it, and they're going to have to move on from him. Um, so yeah. I'll, I'll pause yeah. there. There's year one. I'll give you year five uh, in a moment. But, Luke, where do you disagree on, on year number one? So God talked Zach Wilson as well. Um, with the Jets, so it's interesting because we're not we're not certain yet who's actually going to start. It doesn't seem you gotta guess. You gotta guess. That's right. So I do think Andy Dalton is going to start in Chicago, which only allows Fields. So I'm not sure Fields is going to have a bigger year one. I, to me, my gut is saying that Fields is going to be limited action compared to a Mac Jones because New England they know Cam is not the answer and Mac Jones has proven that yeah he maybe he holds on to the ball a little long but classic rookie stuff they'll they'll be able to get the ball out of his hands but the dude can sling the rock oh my the goodness. dude can find people he can throw a great ball if you have people if he has some protection and you put weapons around him good scheme Mac Jones is your guy. Really, really good. 
So I, I agree with you on Mac Jones. It, it feels like Mac Jones has the least amount of pressure this season. And he's just going to be able to play pressure-free football, which is what I don't think is going to happen with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, his situation this year, now I'm not comparing him to Peyton Manning, but his situation, like Peyton Manning's rookie year, it seems like it's going to be along those lines of he's going to be their guy, but there's going to be some growing pains on a not very good football team. There could be a lot of picks. Yeah, he's going to make some. He's going to throw some great balls. He's going to have some some highlight plays. He's going to show that he has really good potential because I, I think he had a very he he picked apart the Cowboys in the recent preseason game. It, it was it was a disaster for the Cowboys defense against Trevor Lawrence. But I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to have the best stats. I really do think I, I think Matt Jones could really have the best season because I just don't think Justin Fields is going to play that much. I feel like they're going to give the reins to Dalton and now, let Fields learn. Now, see, I think I think what's going to happen is because they play the Rams week one, it's let let Andy Dalton be the sacrificial lamb and go out there, <laughs> and he's going to be the one that gets sacked, and it's going to be a tough week one. Um, and then <laughs> then Fields gets to come in and be the hero. So, so why throw him out there, struggle week one, and then it's like, uh... Whereas, all right, Dalton, he plays one or two games. Fields comes in and says, all right, it's go time. Now, it's very interesting in Chicago because Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy, I said, I said that funny, Nagy, uh, <laughs> they, they like, they're not committed to him. Whereas, you know, Zach Wilson has a new coach. Uh, Lawrence has a new coach. Trey Lance is locked in with Shanahan. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. So, so those are different, and of course, Belichick. So those are, those are different scenarios than Nagy where feel like their their decision making is a little bit skewed because they want to win right away. So if they think that Dalton is going to help them win right away, they're going to keep playing Dalton. Even yeah. though Fields like you want to get him out there because you know that he's the guy. Like he's definitely the guy. He's guy. yeah, he's looked he's really good. Better right now, but we just we don't know that yet because he is a rookie. It's only been preseason. Yeah. Um, but we you saw Dalton last year in Dallas. He he's I thought he was going to actually thrive in Dallas. I thought that was a great spot for him, and it didn't work out. So yeah. at this point in his career, he may just not be the guy. Like he just doesn't have it anymore. Well, so yes, people, all, Cowboys fans last year, there were some Cowboys fans saying, "Let's move on from Dak. We have Andy Dalton," which is Ooh. just blasphemy. I, I could not believe that was even stated out loud. But Andy Dalton also was thrown into just the most atrocious situation possible. One, he had pressure on him because he was considered one of the better backups in the yeah. entire league. You throw him out there with 0% of an offensive line. He gets absolutely annihilated. His team doesn't even protect him. It was a disaster for Andy Dalton. So I think the normal Andy Dalton is better than what we saw last season. Horrendous situation in Dallas. But yeah, it is interesting, because if a coach wants to keep his job, he may sacrifice development. Because again, in, in with the Jets... Head coach is the green light to, hey, build your system. Mm-hmm. We know we don't necessarily expect win right away. It's the Jets. We, we got to build a foundation here. Chicago, what, two years ago, we were thinking Super Bowl possibly. So, so, so it is interesting. And my last comment is I don't know what to think about Trey Lance. I really don't know anything about him after watching him in the preseason outside of are they going to use – 
two quarterback packages routinely this season? Is, is it going to go the college football two quarterback yeah. route? It really looks that like that. Seems legit. Like that it, seems like a legit possibility. So I, I have no idea what he's like as a passer. Obviously, he's good with his legs. He's so tall too. But his ceiling st- statistic wise this season seems very low because he's not going to be given the keys. So he's probably bottom of my list of overall stats, but it seems like he's going to have an impact. Yeah. No, I think so. he's too talented and he was a third pick. So you got to use him. And yeah. to me, San Francisco, it's, it, it's kind of got to be in the Super Bowl conversation. That, that's the type of roster that they have. They were yeah. just in the Super Bowl two years ago. So that's what you expect. And so, you know, Garoppolo's solid. He got him to a Super Bowl. He can, yeah. he can do that again. Yeah. And then you throw in Lance. And, and as long as you can keep everybody happy. And I don't think Garoppolo, he doesn't appear to be that difficult to deal with. He's not, because no. he's not really good enough. He doesn't really have the credibility to complain too much. Like, hey, why are you bringing in Trey Lance? Hey, Garoppolo, do you want to be released? All right, then stop. Yeah. You know, to me, it's like you can, <laughs> you can squelch that pretty good. Yeah. Same with Andy Dalton. It's like, hey, Andy, sorry, man. You're a backup. So, yeah. Um, but here- which Andy's embraced that, which brings us to Joe Flacco. Garoppolo's not the Joe Flacco type. Now, again, Flacco's a Super Bowl winner. He has far more pedigree than Garoppolo. But yeah, we haven't heard anything from Garoppolo, have we? Complaining? Was, I don't, I don't think did, we have. When did Flacco complain? Oh, with Lamar Jackson. Did, yeah, was it? Was he outspoken on his backup role, not really wanting to be a backup, and then Probably. goes to Philadelphia, and then yeah. yeah, he's tough. Well, now they got Gardner Minshew. That was the yeah. craziest trade over the weekend. I, I still can't figure that out. I feel like there's got to be another move that that doesn't that doesn't add up to me, unless they just don't keep Joe Flacco. But Minshew is not a third stringer. He's a borderline starter. Oh, I know. I was thinking. Jalen Hurts better be concerned because Gardner Minshew is arguably better than him right yeah, now. Right now. I agree with that. So now Hurts, I, I like Hurts. So I'm rooting for him. But yeah, there's just, they don't seem to be bought in or all in. It was in really interesting. Yeah. All right, real quickly, let me go. Here, here's, here are the players uh, after five years. So I think mm. after five years, it'll be Justin Fields, Trey Lance, mm. Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. Wow. Right? Then at the end of their career, it'll be Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones. I guess it's almost the same. Trey Lance. You think we'll have the best career? I think Trey will have the best. Yeah. Wow. By the end of it, because he's in San Francisco, they know what they're doing there. Great coach, GM. I'm bought into the way that they run things there. Um, So I think him and Fields will, will be great. I just think by the end of the career, I think, it's going to be tough for Trevor Lawrence to, to survive in Jacksonville. I just do. I like urban's going to last maybe two years, maybe, yeah. maybe Poor two guy. games. I don't know. I don't know. So that, that, that would be my, my hesitation. Even the Lawrence looks awesome. Like he's, he's great, but we've seen great quarterbacks that if they don't get the right structure in place, it's really, really hard. So, and even if I think of Andrew luck to me, Trevor Lawrence has the Andrew luck trajectory. Oh, so it, sad. Oh, I don't even want to hear that. Oh, and then it's it's crumbles. That's that's my fear. But I'm rooting for Lawrence. I like Lawrence. So so, I love that you bring up ba- their career projection based on situation, because Justin Fields playing in Chicago, just by virtue of being in Chicago, probably has a greater percent percent chance of success because he's playing for the Bears. The Bears can can the bears are historically 
like they're a historic football franchise. Relevant. They're yeah. they're not going to they're not they're not going to be bottom feeders for years and years and years and years. Poor Jacksonville. If there's any hope for Trevor Lawrence, it's we saw the what the Browns did. Browns bring in Baker and they surrounded him with weapons and allows Baker to succeed. Now, we think Trevor Lawrence is better than Baker, but in football, it's not a it's not a one-man show. It's not basketball. Basketball, you draft one guy, turns around the franchise. Football, you have a quarterback? Okay, well, you better protect him. Okay, well, you better have a couple receivers that can get open. Okay, well, what's your running back? Can he, can, what's his longevity? Does your, def- is your defense remotely any good? So, yes, Trevor Lawrence statistically and talent-wise has the opportunity to be the best out of them. But success-wise, as a football player, is in a—it's a scary situation, and that—and that's—that's just the problem of being the best player in a draft. Is you're going to yeah. go to a not just a bad team who's at a down year, but probably a bad franchise who typically is not good, which is scary for a guy like Trevor Lawrence. We want to see him succeed, but yeah, Trey Lance is in is in San Francisco. That's- Justin Fields is in Chicago. Trevor Lawrence is in Jacksonville. That, that's why I think we talked about it on the show, but I, to me, there should be no draft. They should be able to go where they want to go. You can, thank Jerry, whole, you can thank Jerry Jones for that. I think Jerry yeah, Jones I mean, had a huge say whole, in the draft. Yeah, I mean, like, it's nice as a fan, but for a player, like, the draft is fun. Plus, it's great that any, any of our teams could always have a shot at getting the top player, which is, which is awesome. And so you want that parity. Um, but as far as a player goes, yeah, you should be able to go where you want, where you want. Whoever gives you the you know the best opportunity and and you go there just like it is in college football, um, yeah. you you get recruited and all that sort of thing. So it, it um, is yeah because when we talk about fairness, like when a player gets injured, injuries yeah injuries happen no matter who you are, but you want to see the best players succeed. You I mean Andrew Luck prime example. That guy should have a chance to succeed. Oh. Uh, but he was just thrown through the ringer season after season. Poor guy. I know. So that's enough. It has been two or three years. It was just the anniversary. <laughs> it's been, yeah, I'm always, I think back to that. It was just a, such a crazy reality when he yeah. said, I'm done. I'm done. It was like in the middle of a preseason game and Schefter broke the news and all the fans were, you know, in, in attendance. I think they were sort of booing Andrew Luck. I mean, it's just crazy. It's just the crazy. Crazy. Um, all right. A couple other things I wanted to get to. Gosh, we so much to, to talk about since we've been off for a couple of weeks. Um, here are my, I want to hear your boom or bust teams, hmm. NFL teams that could end up having a really great season, maybe even sneak into the playoffs. And those, but those same teams could also find themselves at the bottom of, of their division. And so I will start with my Carolina Panthers. Because the Carolina Panthers could be awesome this year. And the weapons on offense, if Sam Darnold, who looked pretty good at, at time, you know, he didn't play a ton in preseason, but, but what he did in game three, uh, it's like, ooh, okay, let's see. Terrace Marshall's legit as a third wide receiver with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Panthers could sneak into the playoffs. Hmm. But if Arnold doesn't work out and, and it's, you know, more like the Jets type of situation or, you know, like last year with the Panthers, it was Chris McCaffrey getting injured. If he has injury issues again, it could be another tough season. Uh, or if the offensive line doesn't uh, kind of do what they need to do as well, um, that could be tough. 
the Miami Dolphins. If things click with Tua, it, it could be awesome. They could they could sneak into the playoffs. Um, if they trade for Deshaun Watson and he actually didn't do bad things and he can play, mm-hmm. then maybe they maybe he's better than Tua and they end up going great. Or they trade for Deshaun and ends up being a big distraction. What do you do with Tua? It's a mess. These wide receivers that they have on their roster, a bunch of injured wide receivers that have the hi- history of injuries. It doesn't work out really well. They've got three running backs. Maybe they really have no running back, and the Dolphins stink. Um, and then you've got the Bears. If they play Andy Dalton and it doesn't work out, and you know when do they put in fields, that could go either way, boom or bust. The Denver Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater, he can't really win you games, but they've got a ton of talent around him. Jerry yeah. Judy, and Cortland Sutton, and a yeah. bunch of at running back and if yeah. no can ever be healthy and they've got an incredible defense so they could be boom or bust um and i think they could they could boom for sure um and then the last one well i'll say i'll i'll, I'll let you jump in i don't want to take them all so you have one or two my mind jumps to teams where they're it's either a new quarterback or a quarterback that could take the next the next leap so the first team i think of is the chargers yes what is justin herbert going to be like this season because if he takes that next leap, which a lot of people think he's going to, oh my gosh, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, yes, they would have to go through Kansas City, but still, like the Chargers, as Herbert continues to progress, they continue to build their team around Herbert. They have an opportunity to be really good. And then on the in the NFC, I have so many question marks about the Saints. Ooh. Because... One, with Michael Thomas, we're not sure where he, when he's going to be back. Clearly one of the better receivers in the league when he's healthy. And then what do you make of Jameis Winston? Because talk about a boomer bust quarterback. The dude can throw for 40 touchdowns, but also 40 picks. Maybe does, does Sean Payton get the best out of him? I don't know. I think the Saints are, have boomer bust potential. That's a good one. I, I was going to say the Bengals as well. A uh, lot of talent. But their offensive line is uh, a big concern, um, yeah. and that's what's crazy about the NFL. Like we, you know, as fans, we don't really know how good offensive lines are, other than you know you watch and you see a quarterback run for his life or a running back not see any holes, um, and so th- that a lot of times determines which teams end up going far or not. Tom Brady's awesome because he's got time back there. Yeah, he's always got time. So and Mac Jones is going to have time in New England because they build they value the offensive line. Yeah, you know, the the Bengals wanted to get another wide receiver who can't catch the ball. <laughs> so I I don't understand. You already had two good receivers. You need a lineman. Yeah, and now you get a guy that can't catch. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if Jamar <laughs> Chase gets it together. I mean, we saw what he could do in college, but so far, not so, not so good. It, it, cool. Yeah, po- poor Joe Burrow. I mean, yes, Jamar Chase. Extremely talented coming out of college, but yeah, but is the value pick not an offensive lineman? I know because I mean, Burrow, his first practice, he was which, understandably, so he's gun shy back there. I mean, bad knee injury, it's gonna take a while for him to get confidence standing in a pocket. And if he comes back and sees, oh my gosh, have we progressed? Have we even have we progressed at all in the offensive line? I don't know. You got to give your quarterback confidence. So I, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, uh, I've got plenty of other NFL thoughts, but we'll we'll do that right before the season starts uh, in a couple of weeks. So we'll be off for Labor Day, and then we'll come back the following week, and that'll be 
the NFL week. It's interesting, this new schedule with only three preseason games, and then we get this, like, two weeks off uh, break before the season starts. I know, usually it's this weekend. This this coming weekend would be game one, right? No. September, around Labor Day? It's usually the following week. Okay. But it's, but we're not going to have, it, it's, it's an extra weekend this year. Hmm. It seems, right? The 12th, yeah. Usually it's right after Labor Day, but it's yeah. not going to be the case. Um, Interesting. All right, so I'm going to make a quick audible here. Let's bring on Henry, and instead of doing tap drill, I want to hear about Henry's uh, trip, his, uh, what do you call it, on the boat, on a big the cruise. Boat. Cruise. What do you call it? I've never been on a cruise. So I want to hear about your your trip on the cruise. The boat vacation. And then I want to bring other I want to bring up two other uh, life shenanigans and get your guys thoughts on on Mm. these as well. So we'll we'll have a little fun to wrap up the show. Okay. uh, With our buddy, our buddy, Henry. So, uh, Henry, how you doing? First, what's up, boys? Good to be back with you. Let's go. Let's go. So I watched a little of your New York Giants. You can't be feeling great about this season. Tell me, tell me what you think. Well, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. I'm not one of these New York fans that think that their New York team is gonna go to the championship every single season. But uh, what I'll say is this: uh, Daniel Jones has no excuses this year. Assuming Ooh. that everyone is healthy, you got, they gave you Kenny Galladay, they gave you Kadavius Tony, they picked up Dante Booker, they gave you Kyle Rudolph. Saquon Barkley is coming back. You still got Sterling Shepard. You still have a defense. There Man. should be no reason why the, the, that the New York Giants shouldn't shouldn't even sniff the playoffs. They should be at least a nine and eighteen. Now their biggest problem, and this is where my heart starts to go pump pump a little bit, is that dang offensive line. If they again. don't keep Daniel Jones upright and keep him clean. You may as well forget about Daniel Jones again because we're going to be searching for a new quarterback. So if I had any real issue aside from, of course, injuries, it's that offensive line. The, to me, the problem is Daniel Jones. I just don't think he's got it. I don't think he's got the it factor. I don't think he's the type of uh, – he doesn't have the command, the leadership to, to take this team where it needs to go. So that's my gut feeling on, on just kind of watching him. He's a Duke guy. So I'd love to see him do well, but I, I just don't I don't see it happening. So mm. sorry, to, that's my <laughs> you can, you can hold me accountable <laughs> on that. Uh, anyway, that's what I, I that's what I think coming out of that that uh, NFC East. It seems like it is Washington's at least at the moment. And Luke, I think Dallas, if they put it all together, could definitely win that division. But the Giants and Eagles, I, I just don't see them having it. So mm. anyway. But Henry, let me let me hear about this uh, this big trip that you had. How how did it turn out? I've never I've never been on a cruise. I don't think I really want to be on a cruise. Can you convince me otherwise? Hmm. No, you have to go on a cruise. Everybody has to go on a cruise at least once. Okay, and you guys have talked about different things about different areas of life. The one the one uh, conversation that I remember is at the pool. Now. When you're on a cruise, it's like a, it's like a floating hotel, okay? Yeah. A, a couple of do's and don'ts that I do have for you guys is uh, you do take advantage of the buffet. Amen. Amen. Do take advantage of the buffet because the way they have cruises now, and Luke could probably attest this because he's been on a cruise, it used to be where they would stack as many people as possible 
into this boat where now with the with the coronavirus, as uh, Bryce likes to call it, um, they don't have as many people on there, and the staff is literally running to serve you. Like, they don't even want you touching the food. They don't want you touching the soda machine. They're like, we got it for you. We got it. And they, and they even serve you at the buffet. So take advantage of it now when there are people, when there's not as many people there. You can sit in the pool. You can sit in the pool with your girls and have a good time. Now, as far as the pool, because we had this conversation about the pool. Girls if you're in the... Waters, just to be. <laughs> <laughs> When you get into the pool, in, I have two daughters and a lovely wife. Touche. Not at the pool with the girls. I maybe at the pool with my girls, my daughters. You're not flexing that I'm a president of a nonprofit ministry. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the messy hair. You got you got the the, the vacation shirt. Man, undefeated. Yep. I do wear the vacation Hawaiian shirt. Don't you forget yeah. about that. Yeah. I would wear that on a cruise. <laughs> we talked about when you're at the pool, do you social, how you socialize in the pool. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're at the pool on a cruise, what you want to do is you want to listen to the conversations. And when the conversation goes into your territory, you just kind of slide right in because you no just slide right into the conversation. Slide right in there. And they, they people have no problem inviting people into their conversations because after all you're on a cruise time time is not really a factor because you don't left the whole world behind so mm-hmm. you're sharing this boat and people kind of invite you into their circle so if you can find if you can find your spot slide right into the conversation and when you're done you just kind of slide right out and say hey guys i'm gonna talk to you later i'm gonna go hang out with the family maybe i'll see you around the buffet and so that way you have an out <laughs> Do you, do you go underwater and then just slide out, or do you actually do an above water goodbye? No, no, no. You do the above. No, you do the above. You just Got disappear. You, you just start you do the above down. Water. Because if oh. you do the below water, then people are looking like, where did he go? A grown man you... underwater is t- is a tough scene. I do, yeah, I do going going for a swim underwater as a grown man. I, I just don't know about that. Why? I do. I was at the pool yesterday. I was doing handstands. You're 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 brushing up against people's legs. Oh, who's that? Oh, grown man. Oh, what's he doing? <laughs> here's an, here's another tip for you if you're gonna doing go handstands. Doing handstands in a crowded pool. Gotta be gotta be legendary. Uh, uh, here's another one. Um, my my tip to everybody is you do not if you have to fly to the port, do not fly to the port the same day your cruise is leaving the dock. Here's the reason why. Because when you get to the when you get to the airport, you have to go through customs, and then you get on. Then you have to wait for your flight, and then you fly out, and then you have to go through customs again to get onto the boat. And by the time you actually get there, you guys don't want to do anything, and and that first day of the cruise is totally gone. Hmm. So my suggestion would be if you you can either get a hotel before you fly or after you fly, get a hotel rest up the night before and then you go in you go into the cruise you get your papers ready you get your documents ready they let you on the boat they smile at you and you get and you get on the boat and then you get to walk around and they even give you a complimentary adult beverage when you get there Mm. okay well there you go there's our uh advice for cruises from henry i've got it i've got to jump in here my what makes a cruise great is it can be cheaper than going to like a nice resort. 
Oh yeah. And you, the food is out of this world really? in quality and quantity. Huh? Like my last cruise, a five day cruise, I gained 12 pounds because I ate so Gosh. much, which is, which is kind of astonishing, but they have food open late at night. Yeah. You have dinner, which at, you go to dinner. You want an entree? Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'd like another entree, please. You just ask for more and more. There yeah. You go. Three appetizers? There, yeah. Two entrees? There you go. Give it to me. A couple hours after dinner? Hey, let's go get some pizza. Yeah, it's 1130. Let's go by the pizza place. Go see a show. Hungry again? Let's go get another slice of pizza. I mean, it's you eat and Sounds eat. Sounds dangerous. And eat. And then depending which cruise you go to, the excursions are fun. But I love cruises strictly for the copious amounts of eating that is able to be done. You have to fast <laughs> like the week before. And the week after. And the weekend. <laughs> because Luke is right. There's like wall-to-wall -wall food. It's food everywhere. Every, everywhere. Especially like with our cruise. And my 13-year-old son, by the way, had his own cruise, mind you. We we're all a family. We we're supposed to be in the family. My 13-year-old had his own cruise. We only saw him on the excursion and at dinner time. That's it. What a life. And there's clubs. I went to uh, or classes. I went to a napkin folding class my last cruise. Oh, it was unbelievable. That does not sound like something. I was the only man. I, I I walked up. It was me and middle-aged women. I figured out how to fold a napkin in a bunch of different ways. Hey, I'm a learner what? at heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come oh. on. And then what? Okay, you know how to fold a napkin. What are you going to so do? So that time at dinner, I'm impressing people at the dinner table. Hey, you want me to fold your napkin for you? Nap napkin folding. <laughs> People who love oh you. Oh my God! Oh man, that, <laughs> oh, that's unbelievable. One other thing that you have to do, because I think every cruise has this. One other thing that you have to do, you have to play bingo. You Ooh. got to play bingo. Yeah, I like it, bingo. It, it, it. It's fun. The people make it fun. You got the dubbers in there. There's 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 actual excitement, especially when you have one person. You got one person. They make you stand up because you have one. You have your one number away. And we all hiss at him, and we all give him like the evil eye. It's it, it's fun. It really is. Just be careful about the uh, the adult shows. Oh, oh the adult shows. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. you if you're bringing kids on on the cruise, yeah, make sure they don't go to the they don't go to any shows after ten o'clock. <laughs> those could be problematic. Go. So stay away wow. from those. Well, I'll tell you this: uh, it it's hard for me to even leave my house for like an hour right now. With two young babies. So I don't think I'll be going on any cruise anytime soon. But thanks for rubbing it in. No, no, I appreciate it. Real helpful. I'll be sitting on the couch for the next six years. But, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I can get through my house. But hey, yeah. that's a win, though. More man cave time. Come on. Hey, there you go. No, it's awesome. It's fun. But here, here's uh, just in, in the last couple of weeks, been home, uh, you know, hanging out with the family. It's been uh, relaxing and overwhelming and challenging and fun and exciting and wild all at the same time. But I have had, you know, slight interaction maybe with someone at the pool or, you know, phone call here or there. But I want to bring up something real quick as we wrap up the show. We, we need to come up with kind of a, a rule and understanding when it comes to the hollow, do you need anything? Mm. Do you really care? Do you really want to give something? Do you really want to help? I had a girl at the pool. A, you know, a woman with she had three kids and, you know, Maddie was playing with her kids and all that. And, you know, I, oh, yeah, we just had a baby and oh, nice. That's cool. Do you guys need anything? Yeah. Yeah. I need a, I need a lot. I need a lot of help. Can I drop, can I drop my Maddie off at your house tonight? 
yeah, oh, oh, do you, oh, do you guys, would you, would you like me to make, you know, it was like a, a very hollow, oh, do you guys need some food or anything? Well, yeah, we need food. I don't want to make dinner. over <laughs> <laughs> food. But, but I, what, what am I going to tell this, you know, I, a loose connection at the pool that, that she's going to make me dinner? She already has three kids of her own. She's not going to do that. So why yeah. even bring it up? It's we a need hollow, to, yeah. It's a hollow gesture. And I understand there's, you know, it's nice, but, but is it? It's almost like you put me in a tough spot because, oh, no, we're fine. We're not fine. We're <laughs> on. not fine. I oh, haven't yeah, gotten any sleep in like three, three nights. nights. Yeah. If I haven't have leftover pasta for the sixth day in a row. If I see another macaroni and cheese, yeah. I'm going to hurt myself. Yeah. We need to hold people accountable for saying these they're heartless pleasantries yeah. like we need we need to make pleasantries like their own like make them if it's a pleasantry make it a pleasantry but we it can't be hey need anything we need to start saying yeah actually do you mind doing this put the ball <laughs> back in their court if they're gonna ask if they're gonna ask do you yeah. need anything hey or, you better be careful asking that question because you're about to be helping me with something that's right or let me know if you need anything Okay, I'm going to call you at 1 o'clock when I'm trying to rock Michaela back to sleep. That's what I need you. Yeah, I need you. She won't go back to sleep. Why won't she go back to sleep? I don't know. But I'm going to let you know because I need you then. I need you then. Josh. So there you go. Oh, man. Uh, Do you need anything? Yeah, I do. Uh, So that was was a fun fun little thing. And then one other quick quick side note, too. Um, I was saying hello to a neighbor. And uh, again, I'm coming out of the, you know, kind of hibernation just to take out the trash. And it's like, oh, wow, the sunlight and, and make people, real people. It's wild. And uh, I got a, uh, hey, how you doing? And so then I responded, I'm good. How are you doing? And then I got one more. I'm good. How are you doing? So I got the double. How are you doing? And so we're in the cycle of how are you doing? No. Yeah, I'm good. I'm still good. How are you doing? I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. I'm good. And so it's a dead end conversation. And almost you're just spit. You're doing mental gymnastics, thinking, wait, I thought I already told him I was good. Did I not say it out loud? I thought I thought I vocalized that I'm good. And now I'm being asked the same question again. Oh, so that was a challenging as well. That was a challenging situation for me. So how did you respond to that? Did you pretend it didn't happen? Did he kind of freeze up and realize the mistake uh, that he just made? Yeah, you know, I already asked you that. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, he didn't <laughs> it's almost as bad as if you're like checking in a flight and they say, enjoy your flight. And you toss you back. Too. You too. Yeah. That's the Brian Regan. You too. <laughs> but, but this is, this is the, 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 yeah, the, 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 the repeat. How yeah. you doing? You got to catch yourself on that. You got to yeah. be a little bit more in the moment and, so, and listen to the response. Were you close enough to call him out on it? Because it no, would be funny no, no. if you be, if you were like, dude, why did <laughs> I just answer that? Or, ooh, the double, how are you doing, huh? Well, what's, go, what's going on here? No, well, it wasn't. At, not least, on at least you didn't get the one when you said, how are you doing? And then he goes into like the five-minute soliloquy about his life. Ooh, tough. My, dog, yeah. my dog left me. My car didn't start. They're about yeah. to evict me on my house. At least you didn't get that guy. He's three minutes in. All right, look, man, I'm just trying to take out the trash. Yeah. Uh, no, well, I wish we lived in a world where that was actually how how things went. Where we actually cared about people 
And when we asked how they're doing, we actually did care. Yeah. And we actually heard how yeah. they're doing. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I like Henry. That's not where we're at, unfortunately. And when you are taking out the trash, you're not in that kind of mind space to do that. <laughs> um, but uh, so I did avoid that. Um, but let's, you know, we, we do want to care for one another. How about that? So we'll end on a happy note. We'll end end on a happy note. note. Very mature. Note. Very mature from the father of two. Yeah, yeah. If I, I'm trying to raise some, some decent, decent people here these days. Yeah, you know? yeah. You don't want your daughters to look back at these old shows and be like, oh, man. What, whoa, what was old man talking what, about? What was, that, what was dad talking about there? <laughs> I can't change all the society, but maybe one at, one at a time. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Fun show. Great to be back. Uh, yeah. Enjoy Labor Day kind of the last last day off and then it's fall football season here we go and then tonight we have come on fantasy football fellowship salary cap draft me luke henry chris our producer we've got uh, other members of the team our former interns all a part of this draft tonight it should be fun i can't wait to dominate you guys let's not Mm. forget i've got these fantasy rings should i wear them tonight during the draft uh, but excited to uh, to compete with both of you. So we'll have some fun tonight. Yes, sir. Well, I may be drafting while holding Michaela, but we'll we'll make make do. I did a draft last night, trying to eat pizza, hold Michaela, and draft all at, all at once. It was a wild time. Well, maybe throw some earmuffs on Michaela because the trash talking is going to be coming in nice and hot. Oh, oh yeah, here we, here we go. Let's let's have some fun. All right, guys, uh, enjoyed it. Have a wonderful week. Thanks everybody listening. Thanks to all the comments and uh, people listening live. Thanks to everybody uh, listening later on the podcast. Always love hearing from you. Uh, Bryce at unpackingit.com is the email. And we do have a couple spots left in our FFF 32 team league. So if you'd like to join and own one NFL roster as your fantasy team for the year, you can have your favorite team. Uh, there's, a, there's probably like 10 teams left maybe. Uh, we'd love for you to be a part of that. So check that out, unpackingit.com slash fantasy. If you haven't subscribed to Unpack This the email devotional. Uh, Luke wrote today's devotional uh, about when we're weak, we are strong, when we rely on the Lord. Uh, so check that out uh, and make sure you subscribe for free on unpackingit.com. Uh, Wednesday's devotional will be about today's topic, uh, which was having those tough conversations. So what tough conversation do you need to have today and, and ask God to give you that, that confidence, that boldness, and the words to say and the right approach and have the, the grace and the love uh, that that be uh, the way that we come at some of those tough conversations that, that we know we need to have, that we feel that prompting from the Holy Spirit to have those conversations. So we gotta, we got to step out uh, in confidence and faith to, to have those conversations so that we can move forward and grow and, and you know, rebuild relationships and move on from sin and help someone else move past sin uh, in their life as well. So, uh, so if you missed that, you can listen to the beginning part of the, this podcast uh, or read the devotional on Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day. For Luke and Henry and Chris, I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. little uh, pizza there on the end. Uh, Delicious lunch. But uh, I'm Bryce Johnson. Baby at home, barely hanging on. If I, if, do I need anything? Yeah, I do. I need you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. We'll see you. 
For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackinit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week. 